Last week, we started looking at tribulations, how to know God, how to get to know God, and many times, sad to say, it needs to be through troubles and tribulation. It's a law in nature, too, that this does happen. So last week, we looked at the persistence of problems. We didn't finish the sermon. We had loneliness, stress and hardship that was in the bulletin, but we didn't get through there. We'll leave that. We may go back. We may not. Depends how the Lord leads. And so this week, we look not at the persistence of problems and suffering, but at the purpose of suffering or the benefits and blessings of suffering. You say benefits and blessings of suffering? It's an oxymoron, do you call that? (laughs) Um, most churches will will say the opposite to this because they'll say if you're saved you only get blessings and the blessings that they look at are material but if you're saved the Bible promises that if you live godly ye shall suffer persecution so we can deduct from that that if we're not having problems we're not living godly (laughs) or if we are having problems we have to discern if it's because of our sin sin and our behavior or whether it's something to train us and that all should be really to train us to draw closer to the Lord and so we're going to be looking at a few of these things today Uh, not the persistence of suffering that was last week but the purpose or the blessings and benefits of suffering let's pray Thank you, Heavenly Father, for each one that is here today. And I pray that our hearts will be drawn to you. And Lord, if it be through the troubles and tribulations we have, praise you for that. And Lord, might we not go looking for problems, but if they come our way, we might react correctly. We might have an attitude that you have allowed these things to come and all things work together for good. To them that love God. Lord, as we look at the world and the wickedness that's prevailing, the perversion that's happening from the highest, from the governments, right through society, I pray that we would take courage in you and stand as a bright light in a wicked world. And Lord, that our light so shine and the salt that comes from us might save the the, the communities in which we live. Thank you for each one. Bless as we endeavour to live for you and your glory. We pray for those that cannot be here for different reasons, and Lord, some visiting other places, some preaching, ministering somewhere else, some for sickness reasons and health reasons. We bring them before you and ask that, Lord, they might be able to tune in today to listen to the word preached and see the fellowship shared. And Lord, that you'd lift them up, encourage them, give them safety, draw them to yourself. We ask your blessing now in the Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, we looked at facing temptation. Poor health, ridicule, rejection last week. We could say we looked at what if. This morning we will be looking at why. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10 says this. 1 Peter 5.10 But the God of all grace, 
who hath called us unto his eternal glory, that's his purpose, by Jesus Christ, after ye have what? Suffered a while. Hmm. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. There's a lot in that verse. This is, the, this is what God is doing to us as he brings us to his eternal glory. After we've suffered a while, that's life. <laughs> then he'll make us perfect. He will establish, strengthen and settle. Through these troubles, this is what happens. We get, And it's easy to remember. Established, strengthened and settled. There's an outline <laughs> right in that verse. This is the purpose of suffering. And if we think we're going to get by without it, then the Lord will bring it, allow it to come, to draw us to himself and to help us to depend more on him. In Deuteronomy, over in the Old Testament, chapter 8, verse 5, it, it reads, Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. And as it reads in very much the same in Hebrews chapter 12 there about if we're without chastening there, then we're illegitimate children. We're not really the sons of God. So the blessings and benefits of suffering. Suffering, first of all, teaches us patience. Let's go to James chapter 5, verse 10 and 11, and it clearly states that there's no question about this in these verses. Take my brethren, verse 10, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and patience. And I think it would do well for the prosperity gospel preaching people to, to listen to this. He said, go back to the prophets. Go back and consider these people. Let me name a few. Ask you about, let's, let's ask about Jeremiah. I like Jeremiah because he's called the what? The weeping prophet. Why was he weeping? Problems, troubles. Troubles without end. Do we know him well? Well, I pray we do and read his book <laughs> because it's well worth reading. But all the troubles, every time he, he said, Lord, I'm going to zip up. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because every time I open my mouth with your word, I get into trouble <laughs> with my contemporaries around here. And then he's... Uh, Word was like a fire in his bones. He couldn't but help open his mouth and share the word. And I think that's what we should be like today. There are so many things going wrong. So many moral standards being flushed away in our society. We need to speak up. And there, huh, and there has been someone spoke up this week, hasn't there? And, and what did it get him? Nothing but troubles. <laughs> Nothing but troubles. And uh, pretty correct in saying the worst is yet to come. <laughs> The worst is yet to come. And uh, <clears throat> that's what the Bible has said. We, can we, can, we know <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt that it will get worse. But here it talks about the prophets that spoke in the name of the Lord. Every time it seemed they spoke, you go through them. Isaiah, into trouble, yes. Jeremiah, yes. Ezekiel, yes. <laughs> in the parabolic things that he did to show the people in... in in Israel and over in Babylon that were taken captive, what they're up to. Yeah, he got into Daniel. Spoke the truth, prayed as he should, got thrown into the lion's den. Yep. You have a look at the minor prophets. 
the man from Teoka, which minor prophet was that? He said, I'm, I'm only a farmer. Who was it? Amos. He said, Amos said, I'm only a farmer. Why are you picking on me? I'm just telling you what God told me. And he got into trouble. But <clears throat> take them for an example of suffering, affliction, of patience. And if you want a summary of all these people that suffered so in the Old Testament for speaking out the truth, where would you go? The book of, in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. And go through and see. Saunders Sunder is the one that really stands out to me when it's summarizing a few of it. They're going through Abraham and others and Jacob in more detail. Then it gets to, and I haven't got time to write about them all. And he goes and lists the things that happen. Lions stand fire, quench the fire. These are the prophets, suffering, affliction, and patience. Behold, we count them happy. Who did what when they suffered these things? Endured. Endured. God wants us to endure the problems that come in our life when we speak for him. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. He brings him for an example. And have seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. But in the middle of the problems, Job wasn't looking, looking very good. It didn't look good for him. The people that he'd once helped were ridiculing him and knocking him and asking him how and what he had sinned in so that he could get right with God and, and God move on. You see, there, the three miserable friends of Job had the wrong philosophy. They said, you're only blessed if you're a Christian. And Job had all these troubles come and and they were saying, Job, you've sinned. Confess your sin. No. And God, God had them do sacrifice later. We talked of that a little last week. But above all things, in verse 12, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. And you can read around this portion of Scripture. The Lord is pitiful. Suffering teaches us patience. The patience of Job. Why? Because he was going through suffering. We need to learn how to be patient. And we'll look at a verse, maybe not today, but next time of how to be patient. Has anyone ever prayed for patience? <laughs> we'll look at it next time. I'm really tempted to go there now, but it's in the book of Romans. It's a very daring prayer to pray because of how you get patience. And we'll only have to refer to Job that's mentioned in James here to see how he got patience. And we really don't want to go there, but may need to go there if we need that. <clears throat> Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10. We're just close there. And verse 36, we read there, For ye have heard... Oh, sorry, for you have need, ye have need, and we all do have need. One has confessed that they've prayed for it. <laughs> but we all have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. And that may be in eternity, but not down here on planet Earth. That we'll receive the promise of eternal life and the blessings that follow. <clears throat> hey, endure, be patient. Can you think of your life back when you were younger and instances where you weren't patient? 
you wanted mum and dad to give it to you and you wanted it when? Now. now. And what did you do if you didn't get it now? <laughs> Chucked a, a wobbly. <laughs> we did, that's what we did. That's the way we start in life. But God has to breed that and bring that out of us by the troubles we go through. <clears throat> I can think of umpteen times <laughs> that being impatient brings problems and how the Lord teaches us to go through circumstances to make us patient. You have need. We all have need of patience. You've done the will of God. You will receive the promise. Not right now, but in God's good time. The Lord chastens us when we become too busy with our own affairs. He wants first place in our life. In Luke 12:31, we read, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. What's first in our life? What's first in our priorities in what we do? Is it the Lord seek ye first the kingdom of God, and these things shall be added unto you? Learn it young, learn it well. <laughs> Suffering teaches us patience, and we have need of that. James chapter 1, if you go back there to James 1, this time in verses 2 and 4, in our reading this morning, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, what does it work? Patience. Patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So let patience have her perfect work. And that, that's through the troubles, the diverse temptations that come. <clears throat> Let's look secondly at suffering tests our faith. There's the blessing and benefits of suffering. It teaches us patience. Secondly, it tests our faith. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 7. We read, The trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honour and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus. The trial of our faith, being more precious than gold that perishes. We, you might have looked for gold at time. You might have had a, a little bit that you purchased and it cost a lot. But this is worth more than gold. <laughs> the trial of your faith being more precious. Suffering tests our faith, the caliber of our faith. During suffering, faith either gains or it wanes. We either grow or we go backwards. We use it or we lose it. And it's like the parable of the sower, when the sower went out to sow and some fell on the wayside. The birds snatched it away. Some fell amongst the stony ground and it didn't have much earth. It grew, but it faded away. When the heat was turned up, what happened to the seed that grew in the stony ground? It withered away. And <clears throat> the suffering testing the faith of that individual found that faith to be spurious. It wasn't a true faith. And then there's the thorny ground where the seed fell and some grew. Well, it grew, but the thorns and the thistles and everything else and blackberries where I come from overtook it and choked it 
and it become unfruitful. The faith was tested, but it was overcome by the entanglements of life, <laughs> the, the vines that grow that are godless things in our life. And it didn't bring forth fruit. But then some fell on the good ground. And that's the one who gains through suffering the increase of their faith. It grows. Job said, and you know this verse 23, verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he shall try me, I shall come forth as gold. That's what it said in one of the other references. The trying of our faith is more precious than gold that perishes. John's Gospel, chapter 6. The <clears throat> John's Gospel, chapter 6, two verses in this chapter, verse 60 and 66. There's some long chapters there. <laughs> And verse 60 reads, After the Lord had spoken to them about eating his body and drinking his blood, in terminology that, yes, we weren't to literally do that, and we remember the Lord's Supper like that, remembering him. Unless we partake of the Lord, we're none of his, and eat his manner. And in verse 60, many therefore of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? You see, he was testing their faith. Seeing if they would follow all the way with the sayings that he said. And seeing if they understood the sayings that he said, in which they didn't. But we go down in the chapter, to verse 65, we'll read. And he said, therefore, said I unto you, no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him, what? No more. They quit. They threw in the towel. They said, this is not for me. If Christianity means I'm going to suffer for doing good, and this is acceptable with God, as Peter said, I'm not for this. Because if I do good, I expect the good to come back to me. But the Lord has said, to increase your faith, you need to be prepared to do right and to suffer for it. Have you been through it yet? If you haven't, pray for patience <laughs> and <laughs> be daring and see what the Lord will do. Be prepared, but for what may come. I can think of occasions. <laughs> I did share with someone that's really close as you can get as a relative to me. I won't say who it is, but you can you can guess. <laughs> I said, listen, and this is only about two years ago, I said, I've done this and I've done that and we've given to missions umpteen dollars and this is what I get for doing this. I shouldn't have said it, but I did. <laughs> and it was, it's hard to bear but it increases your faith and trust in the Lord. And I'm not talking about a few pennies. It was a lot. And you think, you think to yourself, Lord, this doesn't seem to be just. This is not the way 
I, in my reasoning, it should work out. But according to the Bible, it is just. For, and God wants to increase our faith on him and not the things that we have in life. To draw closer to him. Draw nigh to God. And the Bible says he will draw nigh to you. He helps us to grow. Not the way we think. <laughs> and do we keep following him and saying, oh, yep, okay, I'll just keep trusting the Lord. <laughs> and follow him. Suffering is allowed by God in order that we may be made perfect, established and strengthened, as we said in 1 Peter 5.10. And as a saying that I've said before, a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. It's not until we're under the heat. And I meant, I just remembered, I was supposed to bring, Bernie was getting a cup of water, I'd already got it, but uh, a cup of hot water and a tea bag. Some of you know where I'm going already because you've heard it before. But <clears throat> it's not until you put the tea bag in the hot water that it draws out what's in the tea bag. And that's just like us Christians. It's in changed into his image, I think, that we've done donkeys ages ago. Where you put that in and, you, and if you want a darker cup of tea, what do you do? Keep dip, dipping it. <laughs> I reckon that makes it Yuck, John. Anyway, <laughs> some can leave their tea bag in there, but <clears throat> and it makes it real dark in that sort of taste. You know what I mean. You've done it. But folks, you know what the Lord does with a tea bag, and He puts us in hot water. He takes us out for a while. Then he, what does He do? Oh, it's not not come through enough yet. <laughs> and up and back and forward we go until He draws out what's in us. And tests our faith. Have you been put into the hot water? <laughs> what is it drawing out of you? What reaction is coming in your life as God allows these things? Suffering tests our faith. Suffering trains for service. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8. It trains us to serve. <laughs> you see, through these troubles and tribulations we go through, we're drawn closer to the Lord, then he can work through us and use us. Chapter 5, verse 8. Now, some might say, I'm not coming back to this church. <laughs> they just teach if I'm going to live a godly life, I'm going to suffer. And there are the blessings too on the way, isn't there? There's the blessings of people being saved. There's blessings that of being able and having the privilege to teach other people the word of the Lord. Chapter 5, verse 8, <clears throat> Hebrews. Though he were a son, and who are we speaking about here? The Lord Jesus. Yet learned he obedience by the things that he suffered. That's a hard one to understand. <laughs> but the Lord was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. Not even the thought of sin. And suffering trained him for service. And remember the temptation after he'd been in the wilderness for the 40 days. And we covered this on Wednesday night. But there the devil came and tempted him. It's in our low moments that the devil will come. And try to dissuade us and say, well, what are you serving a God that does that to you for? Why not just turn these stones into bread? You're hungry. You can do it. Why not just jump off the temple? Trust God. He will give you angel, the angels charge over you. But the Lord said, no, 
This is what the Bible says. We have to go back to the book, back to the truth, and say, what does the scripture say? We need to look for a purpose in suffering. God has a reason for what he allows. He may be preparing us for a new or different work in our lives. And for example, who would you think of in the Old Testament, well, in the New Testament, if you wish, that as an example of suffering helped them to serve better in their ministry? Paul, yeah, I was just thinking of him. Joseph. In the Old Testament. He's probably the prime one in the Old Testament. Joseph. And all, all that he was promised in the prophecies concerning him, himself, you know, his brothers would bow to him, his parents would bow to him, and then, and then they all got upset and they took his coat and dipped it in blood and sold him down to Egypt. He went down there and served. He did right. And part of his wife propositioned him. And then he got thrown into the, the jail. So I've got written here, he was in the pit, he sold, he was purchased, he prospered, he was promoted, then he was propositioned, and then he was prosecuted, and then he went into the prison. <laughs> he became a prophet there. He was promoted in the prison. <laughs> a prophet in that he told the people's dreams. And then the Lord had him ready for service. And how old was he when he got ready for service? It's interesting, this thought. He was around 30, in his early 30s, that he was ready for service. But he had to go through those things so that when he was in the position of leadership and he was leading other people, that he would have sympathy and empathy with the people that he ministered to. And he did too. And, and he was able to use the teachings, the, the, the lessons that he learnt in times of suffering to minister to other people. And God used him greatly there to save the Israelis alive and to build up the nation within Egypt from, what, 70 souls that came down to a couple of million probably that went out 400 years later. And Egypt nurtured Israel to become a nation and they went out and then they sinned anyway. <laughs> but the Lord got him into the promised land. But God used Joseph and he was trained to serve through the, through the suffering that he went through, the experiences he, he went through. Let, let's turn to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And this is exactly what it means <clears throat> in our life. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Often I'll read this at a funeral service. And verse 3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our what? Tribulations, our troubles that come. For what reason? What does it say? That we may be able to comfort them who are in any trouble by the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted of God. Who is the best counsellor? <laughs> this verse tells us the best counsellor is the one that's been through the troubles. And they know exactly what to say because they've come out the other side victorious. They are able to help the person that's going through it. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation. We're afflicted 
for your benefit. That's what Paul was saying. And as someone said a moment ago, who could you take for an example of suffering? Paul. And he was afflicted for their consolation and salvation, which is effectually in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suf- <coughs> the sufferings of Christ, or of, the, of the sufferings, so shall ye also be of the consolation. And so there it's used as that word, what? Consolation and comfort about eight or nine times in those few verses. He was trained to serve by the suffering that he endured. The Lord Jesus, as we read in Hebrews 5 and verse 8, was trained by the suffering that he went through. He learned obedience by the things that he suffered. Galatians chapter 6, if we turn back to Galatians 6 and verse 1 and 2 of that chapter, we read, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And it's saying the same thing. Suffering trains for service. And if the person that's doing the counselling of a suffering person hasn't been through it, as they talk to that person, be careful what you say. Because if you judge harshly the person that you're talking to and saying, go on, get up, you know, get going, stop sulking, get with it, you know what might happen to you? The same problems might come into your life and then we'll see what you say. That's what he said in verse 1. Then see who speaks. Let's get that guy you counseled back and give him, give you some advice from himself. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And folks, in our country that we live, we're being very privileged to be able to come to church and to to meet as we do. But there may be a day coming, and it may be soon, that they'll legislate that we can't do this. I thought it was coming sooner. I think if we'd got a Labor government in, it would have come a lot quicker. But it's been postponed for a while. But we need to be prepared, even in Victoria, and the things that they're doing there, in the, in the Andrews government, what they're proposing. It's, 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 it's evil. It's not from the Lord, that's for sure. It's of the devil, the things they're proposing to bring into legislation to try and stop you even from talking to your own children about the Lord. That's where it's headed. We can see the system of Antichrist working over time to bring that to pass. Ah, If we have got troubles, or if we haven't got troubles, and we have the privilege of serving and ministering to other people, be careful of what you say. If you haven't been through it, if you have been through it, may you... May you be able to judge lovingly, not judge, but give counsel lovingly. And if you're going to make a judgment on the situation, do that with empathy. <clears throat> there was one pastor. He'd been in Jamaica as a missionary. And I think it was on his way to Jamaica that he was asked by another pastor what degrees he has, you know, what degrees 
have you received? How have you studied? What university have you been through and so forth? To prove that you are able to serve. And the pastor being asked the question said, I've been to the university, and you can guess what it is, of hard knocks. (laughs) Of hard knocks. And the same pastor got all his degrees that he'd earned in Bible college and so forth and threw them off the side of the ship and said, that's not what I need. What I need is real life's experiences. And when someone has been through something and and you're listening to them explain and encourage you from God's word, from real life's experiences, then you listen, don't you? You have respect because they have got integrity. They've got integrity. Suffer, suffering fourthly tests, testifies to others. Just it's leading to what we've just been saying. And turn to First Peter chapter four and verse sixteen. First Peter four and verse sixteen. Yea, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Suffering testifies to others. If we endure suffering patiently, others will be convinced that God can help them also in their time of need. If we turn back to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 32. Hebrews 10, 32, we read this. But call to remembrance the former days, this is when they first got saved, in which after ye were illuminated, they illuminated with the gospel, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. They had big troubles. If a Jewish person, if an Orthodox Jewish person over there confesses the Lord Jesus Christ even today, what will happen to them? They'll be under real persecution. They'll be kicked out of their home. In fact, there was... Someone going to come today from Syria, but he couldn't make it today. And he's been kicked out. And he's suffering, he's hurting greatly. He said, I just want fellowship. And about, I think, six months ago, he's over in Australia now. And he was looking for someone to talk to. Pray, pray for him. A great fight of afflictions. We, haven't, we got saved and everybody rejoiced. We were in a Christian family and are in Christian circles. We didn't suffer the fight of afflictions. They got kicked out of their home. They got kicked out of their jobs, kicked out of their community. And in fact, most of the people in Jerusalem that become Christians within 40 years were all gone. They had deliberately chosen to leave or they'd been persecuted and left because of the troubles that were coming and they saw them coming. God said they would come in Matthew. They asked that question in Matthew 24, the disciples, you know, what will happen? Well, what's the sign of these things happening when all Jerusalem tumbles and the temples pull down? And uh, that was explained to them and they got out and they suffered a great fight of afflictions. And this is talking to who? The Hebrews, Jewish people. Partly while you were made a gazing stock, both of reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you become companions of them that were so used. Have you ever been a gazing stock? You know what that means? <laughs> it's you're up there and you're made a, a fool of in front of a whole lot of people. How big does it make you feel? That big. 
You could just slink under the table or whatever when you made a gazing stock. And these people were made a gazing stock by the community. Everybody was like, this person has become a Christian. He's been just kicked out of his home or she's been kicked out of a home. And she's lost a job. He's lost his job. And they're out of the community. I wonder what happens to them. Everyone's looking at them. You see, suffering testifies to other people. It testifies to people around us of how we are handling it, whether our faith is true, whether it's fair dinkum or not. And so they endured patiently the suffering they went through, a gazing stock, and you were companions of them that were so used. So your mates and friends in this time were the other people that were made a gazing stock also. <clears throat> if we glorify God through our sufferings, other people are watching and you don't know how they're going to react, do you? That's where, that's where God can use your light and you as salt in the community in which we live as people look at you and the troubles you go through as a Christian and because you're a Christian and others will say, they've got something I haven't got. I couldn't go through that. They might not say it outwardly, but they're observing, they're looking and they're seeing if you're real. The trouble is Christianity is teaching that it's all happy all the way to heaven as roses and nothing else. But there's thorns. There's thorns, there's troubles and tribulation. But the Lord will deliver us out of them all, as he said in the scripture. And <clears throat> have people come up to you and maybe asked you about your faith because they see you've been through some pretty troublesome times. How can you endure in those hard times? First Peter three fourteen. To 17. <clears throat> we read there, 1 Peter 3 14. But if, but and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake. It doesn't say we all will, but it seems in Scripture, as we look at all the Scriptures, we will. But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. <laughs> be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And we referred to that one last week, but notice the verses that go before it. But and if you suffer for righteousness, happy are ye. People can't understand that. Unsaved people can't understand that. But they know that there must be a God and that God must be real in your life as you can smile in the troublesome times. And then they'll ask you a reason in verse 15 of the hope that is in you. How can you do that? Why do you do that? And it's because the Lord Jesus has given you strength, has given you faith. He's shown you the end from the beginning. He's shown you that you have eternal hope in heaven. You know, it's only going to be a little speck. Let's get out. Let's get let's go out a million years from now. And look back on our life. That's what it's going to be literally like. How long will life seem when you've been a million years? Now, time doesn't matter in heaven, but how long will the life and the troubles seem? So insignificant. But God's blessings have been for all that time since in that place. Keep, the, keep it all in perspective. Live with eternity's values in view as you go through suffering. So there, <clears throat> the blessings and benefits of suffering... 
to persist in that suffering. It teaches us patience. It, it, testifies, it tests our faith. It trains for service and it testifies to others. If we want an opportunity to talk to people, let the trials come and let us speak of them. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and how it can strengthen us to do right. I pray that we wouldn't be like the disciples in the day you gave them a hard word when many went and followed him no more. But we would determine through the strength of the Lord that we will endure the hard times that we might be a, have opportunity to testify to others as our faith is tested, that we might have opportunity to comfort and console other people who have troublesome times. Lord, bless us as we go from here. Make us stalwart soldiers of yourself and that we would not back down from the fight but carry it to the enemy. We ask and pray your blessing and strength in Jesus' name. Amen.